0: That's l-t-m-b-i-y at yahoo.com I also have a Facebook page you can find that at Let This Mind Be In You Ministries Just search for that Also you can find us on YouTube at Let This Mind Be In You Welcome to Let This Mind Be You. It's good to be back. I'm Brother Michael D'Angelo here with you once again on a previously recorded podcast, but I'm back here in the states, and um, I'm really looking forward to uh, getting back into a regular live uh, broadcast. So, uh, join me as we're going to be talking about First uh, Timothy chapter four. We're continuing the study in the book of Timothy, and um, I, I pray that you uh, are edified. So God bless, and as a, and once again, this is a previously recorded podcast. And hello, and welcome back to Let This Mind Be In You. I'm Brother Michael D'Angelo, back with you from the friendly confines of my home office. So I'm back here in the United States, and I'm home from deployment, praise the Lord. And um, I'm glad to be back with you here in my own home studio. It uh, I was having some difficulties, of course, um, because it, it's been my first time going live, um, in a long time. It's been eight months, uh, practically eight months since I've, a, I've actually went live, um, restreaming out to all my different platforms and everything like that. So, of course, I was having some issues, and uh, but the Lord. Uh, made sure everything was working um, fine as soon as it was right about eight o'clock here. So um, I'm glad to be back with you. Um, as As the title is, um, as the title of the, um, of the stream goes, uh, the broadcast and those listening in on, um, well, on the podcast later on, uh, you can see that the title is uh, 1 Timothy, 1 Timothy chapter four, some shall depart to faith. And um, when I was in Jerusalem, on on uh, December 25th, when I was in Jerusalem, I actually was on the Mount of Olives, and I read through First Timothy four, and it seemed fitting. And uh, but I wanted to go back through and check that all out, um, and and actually take a little bit of time um, th- during all the different restrictions and everything like that. Uh, there was there was a lot of people coming around uh, when I was up there at the Mount of Olives, and um, it was again a Friday. So there was a lot more um, Muslims out and about. And so we wanted to be very cognizant and aware of our surroundings. So we didn't want to take a whole lot of time. Uh, but I, I enjoyed covering it there. I enjoyed seeing Jerusalem. Um, you can check out the video uh, that I produced. I didn't. I made another trip to the Sea of Galilee region up near Nazareth. And uh, we didn't actually go to Nazareth, but uh, we went to um, Capernaum and uh, Tiberias and different places around the the Sea of Galilee, which was just awesome driving up there. Um, Everything was closed, of course. Um, We couldn't go in and actually see anything, but still getting to see that location was uh, amazing with my own eyes and um, getting to uh, put my hands. I I scooped up some water out of the Sea of Galilee, and water is water even in Israel. So there's nothing special about that water, but it, it was amazing to be on the same shores that the Son of God, God in flesh was uh, that walked on this earth. He was right there at the Sea of Galilee, especially Capernaum, if you've uh, read your Bible. So I see Brother Stephen. Good. Brother Stephen's able to uh, watch live there on, my, on YouTube. So hello, Brother Stephen. And uh, nobody's really rogering into Facebook yet, but that's okay. Um, I got both of those are up and running, so that's good. I want to make sure everything is is running correctly before we get started here. But um, as you can see, uh, the the layout is a little bit different. Um, so I have a new background. Um, I have the same desk, but it's been moved around a little bit, and you'll see why that is here in the next couple of weeks. Hopefully, I'll be able to have um, in studio guests, um, and hopefully more often. Uh, I would like to do that. I like a a getting around God's word and, and, and fellowshipping. And, um, I think that'd be really neat interviewing and so forth and so on live if we can in studio and I'll have, um, well, a couch over here. So I needed to make some adjustments and and everything like that. And I think that, uh, this is the way it's going to be. So I, I like the new setup. Um, it's functional uh makes the room seem even bigger than, uh, it's It's a big room, but it makes it seem even bigger now that I've moved the desk around. Uh, so, but uh, anyways, uh, so as we did before, hey, Brother Carr is on there on Facebook. Good to see you. Um, as we said before, last, oh man, it's been eight months since we actually did a, a, a live stream here on Let This Mind in You. Uh, And again, if this is the first time you've ever watched here or you watch this later on, um, we have a Facebook page. I'll just go ahead and plug all the ones just in case you didn't know. I have a Facebook page if you're watching this or listening to this on a different platform. Um, It's Let This Mind Be In You Ministries. Go check that out on Facebook if that's your choice. Um, I also have uh, Let This Mind Be In You. You can type that in on YouTube and you can watch it uh, live and all the videos are uploaded there. I started, there's a few videos on BitChute. Uh, there's a few videos on Rumble and a few of the other ones. I just wanted to get um, the name locked down, uh so to speak, on those platforms. I'm still trying to figure a lot of those out. Um, there's no live uh, ability to go live on those. And, of course, I like doing these live broadcasts. Um, it's very... Um, I enjoyable. I like being able to talk live and have some sort of interaction back and forth um, in in a live setting. So, uh, but I do have those under the same name. Let this mind be in you. Just check those out, and you'll be able to find them on those platforms. Of course, all the podcast platforms. So, pretty much every major podcasting platform, I'm on there now. And let this mind be in you ministries podcast. If you look that up, you can find it there. And, of course, uh, not all the videos make it up there. My Jerusalem uh, trip to Jerusalem did, I didn't make it up there. Um, eventually, if I do upload the Sea of Galilee uh, trip and where I went to Megiddo and uh, a few other places, if I do eventually do that, obviously that doesn't go to the podcast platform because it's all video. Um, but you can still listen to pretty much all the major or all the different teachings all the live broadcasts that are uh, pre-recorded, obviously, and uh, uploaded. Also, all my series. What's on my mind series is all, uh, all on there, uh, so you can listen to those. And also, the uh, Millennial Reign of Christ, the Thousand Year Reign. As I'm, I went through three parts of that so far, and I'll be uploading part four, Lord willing, pretty soon. And I'm um, looking forward to that. Um, uh, I don't know how many more parts there'll be to that. Uh, it's quite a you know, for a large study, I I very very much am cognizant of, of going too deep. I want to just skim the surface. And even that, it's it's a big study, and uh, I, I encourage you to go check that out. So look at the 1,000-year uh, reign, the millennial reign of Christ series. I And I'm interested in, I've had a lot of good feedback so far on that with good questions. Um, things that have, you know, again, this is not something that, I'm going to separate over uh, with people, but um, have some different opinions on that. And my wife says here that she can hear me as she's rocking Dominic. Yes, my my son is on the other side of this wall, and uh, hopefully I'm not being too loud. <laughs> and Brother Tony, Brother Tony Ledbetter, good to see you too, brother, watching there on Facebook. Okay, so we've gone about 10 minutes, and again, i have getting kind of all the... Uh, the bugs and everything worked out here, but we're going to get started in 1 Timothy chapter 4. I had a lot of good um, comments about 1 Timothy 3, and uh, if you want to keep commenting or asking me any questions, you can do it, on, of course, on the platforms, um, any of the social media platforms or wherever, I, all the things that I just mentioned. But you can also reach me personally. And I try to get back to an email as quickly as possible, but you can email me at ltmbi at yahoo.com. That's L T M B I Y at yahoo.com. And I I try to respond. Now, if it takes me a couple days, that's just the way it is, but I, I try to respond as quickly as I can, okay? So before we get started, give me some water. I've been doing all produce videos for about, oh, well, except for teaching um, on Sunday mornings. I've been doing uh, produce videos, and it's just a different, it's a different atmosphere. I know that at any moment I can push pause or stop or go back and do something to re-record it, but when you're live, it's live, and I, I really like doing live broadcast. Okay, so I think we're good to go. Everything is still working technologically speaking, so that's good and again if you're if you're tuning in on YouTube or Facebook, I am monitoring that that's what you'll see me look at this every once in a while. but once I start teaching, um, I won't look at it as much if at all. but uh, please leave a comment and also share the page uh, share share the page as many uh, people as you can, and I would appreciate that greatly, okay. and there is the i was taught that by my my friend brother aaron uh brother aaron clark and um, hopefully i'm going to be seeing him really soon so you know the sipping of the coffee is is a uh, is a professional move he says that way when you have dead air they know you're still there because you're taking a sip but anyways he's the expert i'm not but anyways let's get started uh turning your bibles to first timothy chapter 4 first timothy chapter 4 and starting in verse one, and uh, again, I, the, the title of the of the broadcast um, comes from verse one, where it says, "Now the Spirit speaketh expressly that in the latter times shall uh, some shall depart from the faith, giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils." And it's a very strong statement. I looked up expressly too. I just wanted to make sure. I looked it up in the uh, the eighteen twenty eight the Webster's. Um, and expressly is in direct terms or plainly. Because I I was like, okay, expressly, does that mean quickly? Or I just wanted to make sure that I understood fully what the English word is saying there, and the term is in direct terms or plainly. And isn't it just amazing that the Bible does speak expressly? The Spirit speaks expressly to us, plainly. Um, I, I heard a brother... Tell it this way, that it's not in some sort of mysterious code that we have to sit here and try to, you know, uh, you know, decipher that there's like different keys and things we have to unlock and we have to, you know, have a secret decoder ring or something, something like that. We have the Holy Spirit of God within us that can speak expressly and can tell us things plainly. And uh, we read the plain scriptures and that's just, that's an amazing thought. Uh, that the God of this universe, the one that created all, when he preserved his word, preserved it for us, and not only that, but he gave us the spirit, the gift of God, to be able to understand it and to hear him speak expressly or plainly from the word of God that in the latter times some shall depart from the faith. And boy, what a sad state of affairs to think about that. And that's why I truly do believe. And I know people always say these things down through history, but the Bible also says that there's going to be people mocking, saying, where is the promise of his coming? But he is coming. It can come at any moment. But the point is that I do believe that we are in the latter times. The latter times. It's getting closer. Okay? And when you look out upon the horizon and the landscape, so to speak, all around the world. As I gave this uh, short sermon on the Mount of Olives, I was in a land full of doctrine of devils, seducing spirits. And as Paul goes through this letter when he's talking to Timothy, he is talking about really that man's religion and, and, and the sad state of affairs even back then and how these people were trying to creep into the church, the Judaizers, trying to get people to... Um, bring back into the bondage, I believe Galatians 3 talks about, and bring them back under that bondage of the law. And these things were happening. And As we read down through here, look what Paul is, is admonishing Timothy to do. And I, I like 1 Timothy 4 and I also like 2 Timothy 4 when he, um, he charges him to preach the word, the word, the word of God, this. And as he goes through 1 Timothy 4, very interesting, the same tie-in in correlation with 2 Timothy 4. And you see next next verse here, number 2, verse 2. Speaking lies and hypocrisy, having their conscience seared with a hot iron. Hmm. You ever, like, just listen to, you know, pick a person, a uh, televangelist or anything like that, and you hear this, and you could just hear them, and, and if you're, judging it by what you should be judging it through, which is the water of the word. Um, It washes away all that stuff, and you can see the lies and hypocrisy that comes forth. And it's almost like they don't even... It's like they have no... uh, What's the word I'm looking for? They have no... uh, Nothing hindering them from doing that. Their conscience is seared. Having their conscience seared with hot iron. It's like it's not there anymore. Forbidding to marry. Look at the things that they're teaching here. Forbidding to marry and commanding to abstain from meats. Now, this is very, like I said, Jewish in nature because this is the problems that they're having. But it all has to do with the the system, man's religion, that hypocrisy that, as Jesus told those religious, quote-unquote, leaders of that day, he said, hypocrites. And he said, you're your whited sepulchers full of dead men's bones. Hmm. And as we read this, we can just get that same picture and things going on around us. That's why it's so important to be about the word, this alone. And because there's going to be people coming out with some crazy stuff, forbidding to marry. Well, why is that? we got to remain celibate, you know, and the priesthood has to remain celibate. Who does that sound like? Can't be married. See, these same things. Commanding to abstain from meats, which God hath created to be received with thanksgiving of them, which believe and know the truth. For every creature of God is good and nothing to be refused if it be received with thanksgiving. And as it continues here verse 5 with the thought, for it is sanctified by the word of God and prayer. Really quickly, go over to Acts 10. Going over to Acts chapter 10. This brought something to my mind, and I wanted to kind of go through it. Um, At my dad's church, on uh, Thursday nights, they've been going through the Book of Acts, and um, if I don't know if they're done or whatever, but if if you're watching this, hello up there, and um, also Brother Ciro has been uh, teaching through this. So, um, but as they've gone through the Book of Acts, it's, something just popped in my mind when I was reading down through um, and studying through First Timothy four when it talks about abstaining from meats. In Acts chapter ten, we have the you know pretty well known if you've read read your bible and you've been saved for a while and you've kind of you've been around the word of god you have seen this it's where peter um you know the sheet that gets let down with the unclean quote-unquote animals and and uh, just i just wanted to read through this real quick you know i was talking about cornelius and uh this ties into me and my dad's um uh, video that we did about the three keys of Peter. This is the last key to the Gentiles here. But when it, uh, Peter is talking, you know, he said, Not so, Lord, for I have never, and this is in verse number 14, eaten anything that is common or unclean. Peter, being a very good Jew, uh, would not partake in these animals that he saw drop down in the sheet than when he was dreaming. But in verse 15, And the voice spake unto him again the second time, What God hath cleansed, that called not thou common. This was done thrice, three times, and the vessel was received up again to heaven. Now, as you read down through for sake of time, we're not going to go through all of it. But the point is, is that Peter was saying, No, I'm not going to eat of these unclean meats. The point of it was that God was trying to get Peter to realize is that what he has called clean, called thou not unclean. See, then what God hath cleansed, that call not thou common. When he, gets, when he gets awakes from the dream and the men from Joppa uh, or the men from Caesarea come down to Joppa uh, from Cornelius to, to gather him up because Cornelius had a dream, um, Peter finally starts to understand what's going on. That it has nothing to do with the food, but the fact that now in Christ Jesus, all all can be brought into this, this uh, spiritual promise. And um, what's really interesting about this, too, by the way, Caesarea is probably a good, I would say, not quite an hour, maybe about an hour away from Tel Aviv. And Joppa is just south of Tel Aviv. And uh, I went through Joppa several times um, on my way back and forth in throughout the Tel Aviv. And it's really interesting to see that, that port town um, of Joppa. And um, thinking about Peter being there. And, uh, and then you think about, well, it takes about an hour by car to get to Caesarea from there. I can't imagine how long it took him, but he says they, they got up the next morning and he went off with those men to go to talk to Cornelius. But as you read down through the rest of it, you know, you know Cornelius gets saved, the Holy Ghost comes upon him, and everybody was like just, wow, the Holy Ghost can fall upon Gentiles. And um, and I just wanted to tie that in with uh, Acts chapter 10 with First Timothy 4 and verse 4. So go back and read that. Because every, for every creature of God is good and nothing to be refused if it be received with thanksgiving. For it is sanctified by the word of God and prayer. So there's a lot of good tie-ins that you can make with that. Spiritual tie-ins with that First Timothy 4 uh, verses 4 through 5 and also Acts chapter 10. So, getting back to First Timothy four, verse number six. This is this is the mind of Christ. This is let this mind be in you. And what we try, what I tried to admonish myself and everybody that potentially would listen to this, is to have the mind of Christ on. Look what Paul tells Timothy to be about. Of course, being about the word, as as we've already mentioned. But it says, look what he, where you're supposed to put people in remembrance of. Verse number six. If Thou put the brethren in remembrance of these things. What things? What he just got done talking about um, in you know, the first couple of verses here of this chapter. Thou shalt be a good minister of Jesus Christ, nourished up in the words of faith and of good doctrine, whereunto thou hast attained. So if you do these things, thou shalt be a good minister of Jesus Christ wow so if i'm about the word of god and none of this other foolishness i'm i can be a good minister of jesus christ isn't that shouldn't that be our heart desire for every uh for us bible believers for born again church of the living god that should be our purpose that should be the what drives us i want to be a good minister i want to be a good ambassador i want to be a good about this. I want to be about the word. Well, if, you put, if thou put the brethren in remembrance of these things, thou shalt be a good minister of Jesus Christ, nourished up in the words of faith and of good doctrine, whereunto thou hast attained. Good doctrine obviously being the complete opposite of doctrine of devils. makes sense? Verse number seven. But refuse profane. And I looked up that that word too, profane, you know, because you understand profane language, you know, it's vulgar, it's, um, you know, profane could be like against religious type things or whatever. Um, you know, like barbarians and all this other kinds of things. But the point is, is that when I looked up one of the things really kind of got me thinking about this portion of scripture here, it says related to secular. So we are not to be about the secular topics of the day, is, is what I'm getting out of this, because it says, but refuse profane. Refuse those profane things in life. We don't need to be um, discussing all these different things. Uh, I'd call it natural people acting like natural people. And it says also, in context, obviously it's talking about these profane things being these Judaizers and everything like that, but it says bro- excuse me, but refuse profane and old wives' fables and exercise thyself rather unto godliness. So again, it's exhorting us to put away this world, the temporal, the things that don't matter, and think about the eternal, the things that do matter. Um, I had a good conversation with uh, Brother Ciro, in fact, uh, a couple of nights ago. And the, and the point that we're talking about, one of the things we talked about was the wood, hay stubble, gold, silver, and precious stones. And when we are judged, we're not judged for sins. At the judgment seat of Christ, when we uh, as believers stand before Jesus one day, we're not judged for our sins. And we know this because all throughout Scripture says that the sins have been cast as far as from the east as from the west. It's been, uh, sin's been abolished in us. Because we are in Christ Jesus, we are clothed in His righteousness. Therefore, as First John and and other portions of the Scriptures talk about, we are without sin. The sin that's when our flesh will be put off. This uh, body of flesh will be put on incorruption, as we see in the in the resurrection, and also when we you know as we stand before God. When we stand before Him, we're not judged for our sins. What we're judged upon is whether this verse right here, did we perf- refuse both profane and old wise fables? Did we put off all this temporal stuff, the the gold, silver, and precious stones? Not the gold, silver, and precious stone stuff, but the wood, hay, and stubble things, the temporal things. That's what we're going to be judged on. What we did for Christ? Did we do that in the in the within the power of the Spirit or through our flesh? Did, you know. It's as simple as that. We're not judged for sins. Um, I'm willing to have a discussion on that, but I'm 100% positive uh, that we're not judged for sins. Our sins have been washed away. They're gone. Why? Because we are standing there, as I said, in his righteousness. That's the only reason why we would be standing at the judgment scene of Christ, by the way, clothed in his righteousness, So with that being said, what are we judged on, Brother Mike? What we've done in this body as far as whether it's in flesh or in spirit. Things that we've done of the spirit, things that are not on the temporal side, on the eternal side, is what's going to be the gold, silver, and precious stones. Everything else is just going to be blown away. Blown away by what? You know. I think everybody that was watching this uh, potentially should know exactly what it's it's blown away by, you know, his eyes of fire. But what is his eyes? The word of God. That's why in verse 5 it says, for it is sanctified by the word of God in prayer. You know, the the word of God blows right through whatever you think that you're doing for Christ. He can see truly if it's for him. We're going to have to give an account for that. And shamefully, you know, we're going to lose out on a lot of a lot of things that you know are going to be wood, hay, and stubble. The point is, is that uh, you know we, we talked about crowns and these these gold, silver, and precious stones. We're going to cast them back at his feet because it's done through him. It belongs to him. All praise, honor, and glory goes to him. If thou put the brethren. <laughs> in remembrance of these things. And, and that is my prayer, that I put the brethren in remembrance of these things. And I want to refuse profane and old wise fables and exercise myself rather unto godliness. That's what I want to be about. And um, God help me to do such, because it's only through the power of the Spirit that we can't even attempt that. Verse number 8, For bodily exercises uh, exercise profiteth little, I've heard the I've heard so many jokes about this uh, growing up as, <laughs> as a child. But you know, bodily exercise profiteth little. It does profit you. You know, you want to live healthy. You want to live a healthy life. You do need to have some sort of. You can't be sedentary. You can't sit there, you know, and expect to be healthy. It does profit you, but little. The point is, is that but godliness is profitable unto all things. Again, it's showing the difference between the temporal and the eternal. What you do in this body, you know, I I get on the exercise uh, elliptical and I sweat and I work out. You know, I'm trying to be as healthy as I can. I try to eat as healthy as I can most of the time. But the point is, is that those things will burn up one day. This body of flesh will, if uh, God does not catch us out, up out of here, it'll start to corrupt. It'll start to decay as I pass pass away and they put me in the ground waiting for that blessed hope, um, just the way it is. All these things will be judged by God in the end as far as he will melt the elements with a fervent heat. And as I'm going through the millennial reign, uh, I can't wait to get to the end of the millennial reign and off into eternity because I'm going to be talking about some great things. We're going to talk about the new heaven and the new earth where he melts everything away anyways. Oh, I'm striving for that new house, you know, and all these kinds of things. That's temporal. That's why it's talking about this. For bodily exercise profiteth little, but godliness is profitable unto all things. Please have the mind of Christ. And again, I've told you a hundred times, if you've uh, tuned into here before, when I'm looking at the monitor, I'm looking at myself. And um, most of the time when I'm admonishing, and and I'm really... Honestly, I'm doing it for me. Trying to expose myself through the, through the word of God. And uh, if it's teaching and it's, help, it's a help and it's edifying to you, uh, all praise and honor and glory to him. But really, we need to be about this. Be about the word. Be about what he wants us to be about. As we continue in verse 8, it says, Having promise of the life that now is and of that which is to come. We can have life more abundant right now. You know, But what's to come is even better. The more we shed this temporal and be about the eternal, the better this life is because we will be more aware that this is not what uh, it's all about. It's about the eternal. That's why it says of that which is to come. Oh, I'm looking forward to that. That's the blessed hope. This is what's to come: the new heaven, new earth, the the, the um, eternity. Um, if you read, you know, a lot of people like to study the Book of Revelation. I, I do too. You know, it, it is it's interesting to study. But think about the end, really eating, you know, reading the end of the book, so to speak. And it is amazing because of what He has done for us. We have eternity praising God, the one who made all things possible because of what he did for us. Amen and amen. Verse number nine, this is a faithful saying and worthy of all acceptation. For therefore, we both labor and suffer reproach because we trust in the living God who is the savior of all men, especially of those that believe. These things command and teach. Once again, Paul was not trying to tell Timothy how to set up a building program or any of these other things that don't matter, okay? These things, command and teach, that's what we should be teaching because that's what Paul told Timothy to teach. And as we get into Second Timothy, you know, like the same thing that thou has learned Second Timothy chapter two and verse number two, and the things that thou hast learned, or excuse me, has heard of me among many witnesses, the same commit thou to faithful men who shall be able to teach others also. So everything that Paul is telling Timothy, teaching him, telling him, commanding him, that's what we should be doing. The same thing. Paul says, "Follow me as I follow Christ." We are to mark those that follow after Jesus Christ and follow them. Well, they want to be about Jesus Christ, and that's it. Well, I'm following them. And as faithful men, that you being be able to teach others also. Command. Command to teach what? This right here. Be about the, the eternal, not the temporal. Wow. It's that simple? And to say it out loud, yes. Because it's the plain, express spirit says expressly. Latter times, people are going to depart from that. That's not what they want. They want the... They want the notoriety. They want the praise of men, which the Bible says beware of, by the way. Hmm. But these things, verse number 11, command and teach. Let no man despise thy youth, but be thou a what? Example. Be thou an example to the believers. In what things? In word, in conversation, in charity in spirit, in faith, in purity. We could talk for a long time on everything that's contained in that verse, but every single thing in there exposes me, convicts me, in word, okay? All right, we know, you know, let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth. Okay, so we got all these different verses, it comes to mind in word, but then it says in conversation. What is that? That's our life. That's why Paul says the you know to watch the ends of their conversation. See if it's really matching what they're saying in word. In charity. That's the giving love. That's the that's the pure love. Charity. True love. Charity. In spirit. Man, I I find myself in little S spirit being not this example a lot of times, a lot. I need to be more cheerful in spirit. I have the, 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 the living God, the spirit of God, as it says in Romans 8, in me, the spirit of Christ in me. <laughs> what do I have to be down about? In faith, in purity. Boy, there it is. Well, how long? Till I come, give attendance to reading and exhortation and to doctrine. Now, obviously Paul is telling this to Timothy, but this is the inspired word of God and instruction and in righteousness to us says, really, what we should be about is the word till He comes. Obviously, I know it's talking about uh, Paul talking to Timothy in context, but instruction and in righteousness is till He comes, Jesus Christ comes and catches us up and catches us out of here. Until that happens, that's what we should be about is the word. Give attendance to reading, to exhortation, to doctrine. Just like we're doing right here, just reading the word of God, line upon line, precept upon precept. Neglect not the gift that is in thee. Now, I have some thoughts on this. I don't think this is talking necessarily about uh, the gift of God. You know, we talked about this on, on on this channel several times. The gift of God series is the Holy Spirit. I don't think that's what it's talking about technically here. In a way, yes, but I think this is more of the spiritual gifts because he gave some pastors, some teachers. I do think that there is a gift of teaching, um, and that's just one of those things. And this is what Paul is, is telling Timothy. Neglect not the gift that is in thee, which was given thee by prophecy. Now, again, this is a, tra- you know, during this transitional period of the book of Acts, when all the you know the early stages of Paul's ministry and so forth and so on, you know, there was laying of the hands and the Holy Spirit came upon people. But I do think, because of what the rest of this verse says, that this is talking about more of the body of Christ there, the local body, that is, that laid their hands on Timothy, um, Wherever this was at, I'm I'm having a loss. I'm it's at Ephesus. I might be mistaken. Somebody correct me in the comments later on. Where Timothy was confirmed, I think it's Ephesus. I don't think it's Antioch. I think that's Paul and Barnabas started out in Antioch. But I'm having a a, a blank mind right now. The point is, is that he's he's charging him not to neglect that gift. They saw that as him being a faithful man, and they, they laid the hands the, with it says with the laying on of the hands of the presbytery. Uh, That's where we get the term, you know, the presbytery, you know, like the confirmation, um, laying the hands on people and saying, we confirm in you that, yes, we've seen the ends of your conversation and so forth and so on. Meditate upon these things. Give thyself wholly to them that thy profiting may appear to all. Verse number 16, take heed unto thyself and unto the doctrine. Continue in them. For in doing this, thou shalt be both. Excuse me. For in doing this, thou shalt both save thyself and them that hear thee. Save them from what? I don't think it's talking about salvation, so to speak, but save them from getting into profane old wives' fables. You know, there's a lot of things that um, as we wrap up here, and I'll take some. I'll take some comments and everything. We we didn't go too long tonight, but there's a lot of things that people want to talk about. And I I enjoy talking about a myriad of different subjects. But what I've noticed in in myself and what I've tried to do over the past couple years as we've had what I have talked to other brethren about as being my reset is that I reset to where I want to be about the Word of God. I don't want to be about what Mike D'Angelo wants to talk about. Um, I'm interested in a myriad of different other topics and subjects and different things like that it is it's just the way i was raised and I, and things that i have been interested in my entire life but i try i try not to be about that you know every once in a while having a conversation about a certain topic you know that's loosely related to the bible hey what do you think about this and you know want to talk about other things like that that's that's all well and good um you know, I can think of a bunch of different subjects that come into my mind right now, but I don't want to bring one up because then that starts a whole conversation, right? But the point is, is that I don't want to be about things that don't matter. Do I find myself talking about things that don't matter? Of course. You know, I, I, as I told my, bro- my dear brother the other day when we had a good conversation, I don't claim to have arrived by any stretch of the imagination. I struggle with all these same things but i my per, perception, or excuse me my yeah, my perception of things or my my outlook of things, and and what I want to just be about is more and more about the Word of God. That's not saying things to uh, as as any bragging because I still struggle, as Paul, as he talks about in Romans seven, definitely struggles in the flesh. however. Let's be about admonishing and exhorting each other to be about the word of God. When there's subjects that we want to, there's minor disagreements on and different things like that. Always remember that um, Philippians two. We are to have the mind of Christ. If there's strife, there's vainglory, there's different things going around. Let's really be aware of the conversations that we have with each other. Do things really matter in the in the in the scheme of things in the long term? Um, this is, this isn't anything specific that I have in mind, but it's just something that I just want us to be about. And as we talk about on this channel, and the reason for this channel, the reason for the reason why I do this is to remind me to have the mind of Christ. You know, He walked this earth knowing the thoughts and intentions of people's hearts, vexed. and But yet he still said, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. That's a That's an incredible statement. We don't know the thoughts and intention of people's hearts. We can think we do. We can get a pretty good idea. But at the end of the day, we don't know somebody's thoughts and intentions. We don't. Now the Spirit can speak to us and say, look, you know, be aware of this person. The Bible does say to mark them, that cause division, and avoid them. I'm not talking about that. I'm just talking about on our day-to-day interactions with each other. Let's have the mind of Christ. Let this mind be in you. So that's uh, 1 Timothy 4. Uh, Again, that's just sort of an extended or uh, another study into 1 Timothy 4. We'll go with 1 Timothy 5 next week. Lord willing, and also I'll be talking, I'm hopefully, maybe tomorrow, being able to get um, the fourth part of the Millennial Rain series uploaded, so look forward to that. Okay, so if you're still watching on YouTube or Facebook, I am monitoring, monitoring that, so if you do have any questions, comments, or just wanted to say hello and welcome back, I'm definitely... Uh, willing to talk a little bit about that so we got about 15 minutes also if you have any prayer requests that you'd like me to pray about uh or just to mention to in, in general if you don't have to be very specific specific if you don't want to be but um, leave them on here so I see nobody's really rogering up in YouTube anymore so I think everybody was just waiting for me to be done we can always end early though that's for sure um again this has been i i i almost uh, forgot what this is like I, right now these uh lights that are in here are got me pretty pretty hot and <laughs> i'm sweating a little bit here forgot about the the live aspect of it too i felt like i I felt like I rushed a little bit. But um, I noticed that Facebook, too, is about 30 seconds behind. And YouTube is not quite that much, so I'm watching at the latency. Oh, I see uh, Jason on YouTube there. Hello and welcome back. Hello to you. Yes, uh, that's a very good point. So, uh, Brother Stephen here, which, by the way, Brother Stephen brings up some just excellent points. Um, he, he's been uh, talking to me all all deployment long, and that's been really great. But he talks about he talks about here how he, he noticed, and it does it does seem to really indicate this that in the in the chapter that we just went through, that Paul refers to a singular doctrine, which is the word to abide in, but the word the doctrine of Christ. Uh, as opposed to doctrines of devils, you know, that's plurality as opposed to the singular. That's a very good, uh, that's a good point. Huntress R, I'm not quite sure. I think I've seen you before. Huntress R, hello and welcome back. Well, hello to you. I'm going to say brother, but it may be sister. Don't know. (laughs) I apologize about that. Okay, so uh, Brother Dan there is talking about, uh, they got a, I think a Spanish ministry, they're trying to get off the ground there in Slidell, and um, just be praying for that, he was uh, witnessing today through an interpreter, so you need to learn to habla Espanol, get your, uh, get your Espanol on there, brother, uh, start learning. One of the interesting things is, is that every country I've ever gone to, um, uh, I've I've always tried to pick up some of the language. Now Hebrew, Hebrew as a language is very difficult to speak. I mean, it's uh, it's very guttural. Like you know, it's a, a lot of spit is flying <laughs> when you're speaking in Hebrew. So it's a it's a it's an interesting language. But um, one of the things that um, I thought was very interesting in Hebrew was. Um, when somebody asks you how you're doing, you know, you could always say fine, or there's several different ways to do, you know, say to respond to that. But I found, like, a really good um, phrase is Baruch Hashem. And Baruch Hashem is praise God. So I'm really starting to, you know, it just basically says I'm, I'm great because of, of God. You know, praise God, Baruch Hashem. So I think I'm pronouncing that right. Um, I'm still trying to learn a little bit. So, uh, shalom to everybody out there, which is also hello and goodbye, and uh, Baruch Hashem. Pray that you're doing well in the Lord. Yes, the Spanish ministry, I am talking about that. I didn't see my mom and dad on here, so I don't know if they're home yet or not. But they'll watch later on. Okay, so no prayer requests. Nobody want to mention anything uh, other than the, the, uh, the, that Spanish ministry? Because people do need the Lord, and that's what we are to be about, you know, giving people the gospel of Jesus Christ, the good news that they are dead in trespasses and sins but he has made a way of escape to so one day they will not have to answer for those sins i forgot to mention that earlier but at the great white throne judgment they will answer for sins well it's just their sin of unbelief well oh yeah but they will answer for their sins the books are open they're going to be judged and their land, their names not found in the lamb's book of life they are cast into the lake of fire all that stuff's been prepared for the devils and his angels. You don't have to go. He provided a way of escape. And again, one of those topics that doesn't really, you know, the location of Golgotha, you know, it's, it's fun to talk about. And, it, you know, I obviously had two videos that you can go watch. And I encourage you to do so on my channel. where the location of Golgotha. The point is, not, it doesn't matter the location, but the fact that he did. God in flesh humbled himself and took on the form of a servant. He was made in the likeness of sinful flesh, and he humbled himself even unto the death of the cross. That's Philippians chapter 2. Because, you know, Let This Mind Be In You is the, the, the theme verse, I guess you would say, for this ministry. However, when you read the first couple of verses of Philippians 2, that gives it all in context, but the reasoning why. What, what, is, our, what is our example? Obviously Christ. So having the mind of Christ is that when he, he suffered, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. Why did he die? He died for the sins of the world, according to the scriptures, as 1 Corinthians 15 talks about. And that's why if we're truly having the mind of Christ, we're going to humble ourselves you know, all the problems is with that person or with that person. Look at yourself. And more often than not, more often than not, I'm the problem. And that's the mind that we should have because when the spirit exposes us, we need to make sure that we're having the mind of Christ when it comes to these things. Be about the word. Why am I arguing about this to this individual right now? What am I even doing? Does this matter for eternity? It's a good question. Um, Let's see. I have an unspoken for wisdom and direction. Brother Tony. Brother Tony Ledbetter uh, spent many, 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 many years in Haiti. um, And now I believe is back stateside. So, Brother Tony, I'll be praying for you for wisdom and direction. In that Spanish ministry as well. Okay, well, Brother Stephen uh, Woodruff, I don't know if you're still on there or not, but uh, good to see you, brother. Good to see everybody that was over there on YouTube. Good to see everybody that uh, tuned in and uh, commented over there on Facebook. I would just just encourage you again. Um, the way these social media platforms and all these platforms work, they don't, I'm not monetized, so therefore they have no reason to advertise, so to speak, or, or to push my videos and, 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 um, podcast up a list. It's at the very bottom. The reason for that is because I'm not monetized. It doesn't make them any money. I'm just using them as a free platform to preach God's word. That's it. But what really helps is if you like, share, you subscribe, you comment, you make, you know, that causes the the interactions that start happening. So hopefully, prayerfully, that um, faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God, somebody will hear the word of God and be drawn by the Holy Spirit. That is my prayer. And also, my prayer would be that, that uh, the Church of the Living God, these Christians, quote-unquote Christians, believers, would have the mind of Christ. Wasn't talking about the temporal things of that day. You know, when they're like trying to get him on, hey, what about taxes? He said, render unto Caesar that was to Caesar's. Now let's move on to what really matters. The Pharisees try to get him on all sorts of other different peripheral things. He's like, look, you, don't, you ignore the weightier things, the things that really matter with all your tithing on mint. You're basically, you're, you're tripping over an anthill you know the the whole the, the subject i think it's uh i don't want to butcher this but you you see the the speck in your brother's eye but you don't remove the mote or the beam that's in your own eye it's good uh it's a good point you know the 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 creator of this world knows us better than we know ourselves i would say by a long shot and that's human nature want to be worried about these little things have the mind of christ Brother Stephen says the reference in Acts 10 is interesting tying to 1 Timothy 4. Notice verse 5 says we are sanctified by the word of God in prayer. We came to salvation by hearing the word of God and responding in prayer. That's right, the contrite heart. I did that video on is, is prayer necessary for salvation? People want to argue about these things. Look, contrite, a repentant heart. You have to come as a broken sinner, and that is prayer. That is surrendering your will to his he's not willing that any should perish but that all come to repentance surrender your your righteousness filthy rags surrender your pride your 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 ego your saying that oh i'm good enough humble yourself come with a contrite contrite broken spirit heart and that's where the prayer comes from because that's what prayer is it's a surrendering to his will that's why the lord's prayer quote unquote The real Lord's Prayer is what he prayed in the garden. Not my will, but thine. So that's a good point, Brother Stephen. Again, amen and amen. Hey, and there's my sister in the Lord, Brittany, to see me back on here, best friend. Thank you, Sister Brittany. It's good to see you coming in on here. Congratulations on... uh, well, I guess I don't know if it's too early to say congratulations, but uh, be praying for you, sister, and um, with your current relationship, and I pray that he's a, uh, a godly fellow, and that he's all about the Word of God. I pray that he is, and um, so. <laughs> yeah, Brother Tony's talking about a message my dad preached years and years and years ago about log-eye. Yeah, having the, the beam in your own eye. So I I do remember that as well, brother Tony. Well, that was 30 some years ago. <laughs> that's a long time ago, brother. Oh uh, boy. It's kind of crazy that I could say things like that now where I'm like, ah, that was 30 years ago when I was like, woof, I was like almost 10 years old 30 years ago. Ugh, crazy. Anyways, it's good to be back. And thank you everybody for joining me. We're coming up here on an hour, and that's what I try to do. So uh, it's been really good to kind of fellowship at the end here. I'll be praying for that. Uh, please be praying such for uh, the community of Slidell, Louisiana. There's a Spanish ministry um, starting out of a local church there, a community Baptist, and uh, looking to try to get the word of God. Spanish-speaking uh, guy uh, person uh, to uh, start a Spanish-speaking uh, fellowship there and uh, gathering with a body, I mean, the you know, first-generation uh, people that, that immigrate don't speak English. You know, their children speak, you know, some English. But as a descendant of immigrants, I understand that. Uh, my, great, uh, my great-grandparents didn't speak any English, but my grandparents did. Um, but I wish there would have been uh, maybe some Italian-speaking people that would have given them the Word of God. I pray that they had the opportunity they were without excuse, if they did weren't. But uh, the point is, is that uh, we need good Bible-believing, just being about the word, Spanish ministry. So I pray for that. And then also for Brother Tony and these decisions that he needs to be making there. So he's got an unspoken for that. So be praying for that and be praying for all these brothers and sisters in Christ. And I will see you next time, Lord willing. Um, let this mind be in you, next Thursday night, 8 p.m. Central Time. Uh, and that's 9 Eastern, and uh, I look forward to that and be looking for the next part in the series of uh, the Millennial Reign. And uh, again, please like, share, subscribe, get it out there as much as you can on whatever platform you like to use, and I would appreciate it very, very, very much. God bless you. Thank you for joining me on Let This Mind Be In You. I'll see you next time.